Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good morning, Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the show appear on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hunt in for Zubin. J. Will back with us. Yeah. You good, Baby Jay? number two. I'm great, baby. You all. Crusty you, burger. You, you healed up. You crusty good? burger. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, mean, you mean mentally? No, I'm it's not. I don't, know. Yeah. Never. I don't even know what day it is anymore. On, man. I got no idea. There's diapers I'm in on the trenches. Diapers yeah, too many diapers. diapers. Too, much, too much poop all the time. Yeah. It's kid life, but it's incredible. It just it doesn't stop, man. Yeah. That's why you just might as well just keep having kids. Stairs upstairs? What? Yeah, you just keep what? going. You have, you have stairs? Upstairs, yeah, 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 So you yeah. got gates and all that, huh? Yeah, oh. got to go through it all. Oh, the gates, Baby all. gates. And the just... house is never going to look like out, out of the catalog And it's never anymore. clean. Just, no, I'm it's OCD. not supposed to be. It's, it's never clean. clean. Well, you, are you, are you, of course it's never clean. We know about the dishes. No, no, stop. Even that was a dishes. question. What do we know no, about dishes? No, hang see, on a second. No, I'm new here. So what about dishes? No, this is not accurate. This is not accurate. Jason Williams posed a question to us one day on the show. Right. And Jason said, that he talked about dishes being piled up yeah. in the sink overnight instead of washing his dishes as he... I can't get, go to bed if the sink is filled well, with dishes. I can't I do mean, it. This is not true. You, this is not true. I was you asking... You just said... I, I just said? You just or did said... Or well, this is like seven months house ago. Is, you just <laughs> said <laughs> your house is a mess. Did you not? No, I, I say you can't keep the house clean when Which I, is saying yeah. it's a mess. If you can't keep something clean, is, is that not okay, saying it's okay, a mess? Okay, so, but, but tell me more about the dishes. This is what I need His to hear. dishes piled up, and he didn't clean them for no, a couple days or something. Wow. No, that's not true. See, this is when Keyshawn is, like a stare is down? lying. I'm not He's a liar. Wait till your kids He's get older. He's manufacturing stories. Wait till your kids get older. We and become, are in the United States. <laughs> we do manufacturing <laughs> stories. <laughs> we do. We do that this for a living. We do for yes, a living every day. But when your kids get older, it becomes that stare down. Of, and I have the my older kids, you, you know, there's always about who has chores and who has to do what. And then the sink piles up with stuff that's every. Well, they come in and they just drop it. Like, oh, I'm done with this. I'll leave it here for someone else. And that's always my thing. Who's supposed to clean that up? Me? Oh, no. Like, I, I do the dishes every night. Well, again, your, your kids aren't older yet. Yeah. Oh, so, no. Oh, my so son's going to be doing the point, dishes. Right. That's exactly. what I reached that point where I will then threaten that if I see it still there, it's going to end up on your bed. Violence. As is. No, no, no. You I, said threaten. Do you do the dishes well, at the house? I mm. do the dishes. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, no, he cooks, no, though. So. He cooks no, some meals. He cooks some meals, though. So no, say, my wife cooks, the, so I clean. That's I how. do the dishes that I use. You're going to do the dishes that you use. I, I, that's how I feel. Oh, really? And if you don't yeah. do the dishes that you use, guess what? You won't be using dishes. That's, that's <laughs> use it's, paper it's, plate. No, you won't be eating because I'm just not going eat. to cook in a dirty kitchen, <laughs> unlike you. No, no. I don't cook. My wife keeps the kitchen. I'm not doing that. It has to be. Very clean. Clean. You hear that, pristine. Nikki? You hear us trying to disrespect you, Nikki? Perfect. You hear well, that? Again, the I'm point, not cooking. The point is, is but that then chores. I go back to the chores. You, okay. You, you said, yeah, see, everybody I don't has even, their own. No, they already know. They, I don't even need to say nothing. They already know. No shoes at the edge of the steps. No shoes in the front foyer. Yeah. They already know all well, that. Yeah, house rules. We're house. not doing yeah, house that. rules. Yeah, yeah, no yeah we already know. But you everybody also off? has their job. Like it's no. garbage today. Okay, Zach, you take the garbage. All right, Gracie, take care of the plates and the dishes, and you know, fill the dishwasher and empty the dishwasher, whatever it is. And I will reach a point sometimes if that stuff is neglected that there will be a garbage bag dripping with ooze and everything else on my son's bed. Oh, you forgot this. Oh, now it's on your on bed. On your son's bed. Now it's your problem. Mm. Right? You know what it's not my problem? Now yeah. it's your problem. That's very <laughs> aggressive. That's over the top. I, you know, you, I want, you got like some, I some got dishes on his stuff. Your face. No, no, I, like no, I, I don't put it on him. I leave it on his bed. He comes home from school. He's like, oh, man. It feels like I need to call child custody services. Talk about yeah, Alan. please you know, do that guy. Please do. I feel like I need to be that guy. Please do. Uh, Hello, uh, 
I got a guy over <laughs> One here in Long Island, uh, New York. Uh, <laughs> tall guy, about six seven. White guy has a gray kind of. It, it's over blue shirt. I just seen him arguing with his son in the driveway about a trash bag. Yeah, if you could help me there, that that'd be really appreciated. Eight 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 ESPN. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. So the Oscars last night ended in a weird way, didn't it? It was a little, it was a little awkward, right? Because Chadwick Boseman was up for Best Actor. Tell me about it. A lot it. of people and, still and, watching the Oscars. And like, I didn't even know it was on last night. I got to be honest. It happens. All right, it did happens. you know it was I, on last I, night? I did know it was on because I saw the tease of it like earlier today. So Well, it's also I was like, an ABC Disney vehicle. So yes, it's great. Right. Oh, oh, it's the Oscars. It was what wonderful. It was well, wonderful. You, you know, look at me. I, I just had a second child. I, I have no idea what day it is. So look, it was I have a built-in excuse. What a great production. It was so, yeah, incredible. It was anyway, wonderful. I missed that one. Yeah. So the build-up, though, throughout the show was oh, for no. the late Chadwick Boseman and, and celebrating his life and yes. his achievements as an actor. And the family was there, and you felt like he, he's probably going to win this thing. And then they save best best actor for the very end. Usually it's the movie. Picture. Best yeah, picture. Yeah, best picture. When, but did this they, is... when did they push out best picture? Middle of the show or something? No, no, no. It was, uh, it was towards the end, but towards it wasn't the end. end. It wasn't yeah. the last I one. mean, obviously I wasn't awake for it. We all had morning show to do here. But the point is, is that it, if you watch it back, it was, you know, Joaquin Phoenix. And, he, and he's, you know, it's always the, the Joker awkward personality that he's doing. Mm-hmm. And he's reading it. And we're all just like thinking, all right, well, it's going to be Chadwick Boseman. It's be great. And it wasn't. It was, it was Anthony Hopkins, and he wasn't there. So it sort of was like I mean, I didn't even know he Hopkins wins still for the father. Oh, yeah, he's still doing it. <laughs> I um, just, he's not here. <laughs> goodbye. And the last so, time you see the Anthony Hopkins movie, man, think about it. I know he's still I'll acting. you catch him, Clarice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know yeah, he's still a, acting, but you know how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, legendary. when was the last time we really sat down and watched the I saw, The Pope, movie. was it The Pope, the movie? Uh, I think yes, last time I saw yes, yes. The Two Popes. Two Popes, yes, yeah. Yeah. Six years ago, so, I think it was like two years right, ago. So, anyways, the point is, is that it's just a, you know one of those awkward endings, weird endings, and we're asking everybody eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six is you know a, a sports related, just the worst ending you can remember. Uh, it just didn't end the way it should have. I went to, you know two thousand one World Series where it just felt like the Yankees, New York needed a championship, didn't get it. Mo Rivera blows a save, which he ju- it just you know just shouldn't have happened, and it did. So that's my ending. Um, Keyshawn, you said. Your ending was the Super <laughs> Seattle. Bowl. It's always Seattle. Seattle. It's always Seattle. Yeah. For it's, it's Seattle. The worst ending, Seattle Patriots. Seattle Patriots. It's the worst right. ending in the Malcolm history Butler. of the history of sports. Right. Period. Everything. No Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Uh, horse racing. You name it. The, 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 the worst ever. 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 It's not even close. Ever, ever. So, Jay? Well, you had J.R. Smith well, in game one. Oh. I mean, that was – I mean. We've talked about this so before, okay? We went down this this dark rabbit hole yeah, before. Yeah, but J.R. Smith, LeBron's, because it was- LeBron's exasperated like... <laughs> it's like, no, <laughs> shoot it! Yeah, what do you shoot game, it? But it's game one. He's dribbling no, it out. I, I, but it's still, game like, one. It still was a big moment. They could have stolen one. the game, though. Which That's they, a huge that momentum. That series, obviously, no, I get there was nothing it, but there, right? The okay. Super Bowl, come on, man. Yeah. How many millions watching so, that? So let's, we asked the callers, so let's get a couple here from the callers. Let's go with... Um, Raymond in uh, – oh, Raymond, I'm sorry, and I knew I'd screw it up. In Philadelphia. Raymond. Hey, what's up, fellas? What's, what's up? happening, what Raymond? Right? What's, what's cracking? I think um, – I will say the J.R. Smith one, but to me it got to be Chris Webb with the bad, bad five calling timeout Yikes, at the end of the game. Yeah. That was he didn't have any timeouts left. 
You felt so bad, right? Especially when you hear Thanks, that Raymond. in the huddle beforehand, they had specified <laughs> that there's no so timeouts left. Hey, but that goes back to what we were talking about before. <laughs> Some, I don't care what happens, and, and a lot of people can't empathize with this. When you're in a stadium and there's 40,000, 50,000 people, Shut you, you get down to that gate like – Stuff just happens sometimes. It, it, that moment really, feels it, big. It, it really does. Man, it, it happens. And it, it, it may not even necessarily be a timeout situation. Like in football, we timeout, mm-hmm. go to the sideline, mm-hmm. everybody get together and say, all we need to do is run out the clock. <laughs> Don't jump. <laughs> Don't right. jump. Don't oh my God. jump. Yes. Yep. Whatever you do. Oh and then we're on the offensive those, side of the ball. Those are painful. It's going to be no-brainer. Freeze. So, no brainer. We're going to freeze. freeze. <laughs> it's very simple. And you know, you say it like 10 we've, times no brainer, freeze. A hundred no times. No brainer, freeze. We've gone over situational football <laughs> many times. Hey. So, we get up to the line of scrimmage. The quarterback comes up. Blue 29. Before you even get there, you know, there's always that one dude in your team like, oh, damn. Are you listening? Are you listening? Please listen. No, we got him. Please listen. We got him. He's not even in the game. We're going to make sure he's out out of the game. But the quarterback gets up there. I got it. I got it. Everybody, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Right, Alan? I got it. I got it. Get up there. Totally No brain or freeze. There's always that one guy. Hut! This dude just jumped, man. (laughs) He just told you don't (laughs) jump. And everybody gives you that look like, dummy. (laughs) Come on, man. Oh, that's that slow motion. No. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to happen. No brain is free. I feel bad for C-Webb, though, man. That was was on that stage, man. That's – yeah, no, I, I know. So right. We're still talking about it. We'll, we'll, and we'll continue to talk about it and take the calls on this as well. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin oh, brought so to you by Straight Talk Wireless. <laughs> Time for some straight talk. Cutting your wireless bill in half feels good. Home run in the ninth, good. Tatis home run versus the Dodgers, good. No? Okay. Straight Talk offers 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys on America's Best Network. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Oh, God, here we go. (laughs) He's going to check out right now, but he should not. This is a conversation... Jay will that I think we need to have. Yeah, we these are important New York based conversations that the whole nation needs to hear. And we'll do that with Andrew Yang joining us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Andrew Yang, a New York City mayoral candidate and also an entrepreneur, very successful, very smart man. Which is why and I welcome to the show. I don't understand, Alan. Can I? Can I just? No, no. Jump you in jump here? right. I just wanted to welcome him. Ay was w- was my guy. Hey, Zubin. How are you? Hey, Jay. Hey, Keyshawn. I, no, I'm not. I'm not doing the formal hellos, Andrew. I'm not. I'm not doing it. You you were supposed to be a, a Nets guy. You're on our team, and all of a sudden the Knicks are doing good, and all of a sudden I hear that you're saying you're all about the Knicks, and you you've forgotten about the Nets. Is this true? And if so, why? Because it's breaking my heart. It's totally not true, Jay. I'm still a Nets fan. The, pro- the right, right now, you got to say, as a New Yorker, the Knicks are a really pleasant comeback story. I mean, no one saw this coming, unless you're the biggest Tom Thibodeau fan. <laughs> you thought that they were going to win nine games in a row. Uh, so I, I see the Knicks like an ex-girlfriend that you root for. You know what I mean? Like you wish her well. Uh, I was a hardcore Knicks fan through my entire childhood. 
Ewing, Starks, Oakley, Mason, the entire gang. Uh, but then they dumped Jeremy Lin, and James Dolan just became really hard to root for. You know, he banned Oakley, banned a fan. They had this very strange PR strategy. So eventually, I left the Knicks. I found the Nets, uh, and I've been a Nets fan, a pretty happy Nets fan ever since. Uh, the Nets' ownership is tremendous. They're very philanthropic. Uh, but hey, you know, like I'm, I'm a New Yorker, and it's good for New York when the Knicks are doing well. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm someone who's like rooting for them to do well, even though I moved on. Andrew, it just before Key goes, it's not Zubin, by the way. He's 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 out. It's Alan Hahn. I'm in for Zubin. And there's oh, sorry about that. That's Alan, all. No, it's all bad. good. I just want to make sure you knew who you were talking to because it just there's so many things you just said there that if I was Han Solo, we would we'd be on for an hour to just to break down for you because there's some misconceptions you threw out there. Now I was actually going to welcome you back like the prodigal son. Now that you've seen the light, but instead, no, okay, then then you're staying on on uh, on the Brooklyn side of things, which is fine. Which is he's kind of on both sides. Which is, is absolutely saying, well. I, I, I mean, know. politicians have to do that, don't they? Kind of play both and, sides and, of the aisle. No. Understandable. No, Understandable. And it's and, all good. Andrew, let me ask you this though: people, people are going to be very critical of you, per se, who's jumping back and forth on the bandwagon. Now, all of a sudden, you a Knicks guy. See, I'm from L.A. Either you a Laker <laughs> or you a Clipper, man. It ain't gonna be both. You can't be an Angel and a Dodger. So which one is it? Are you a Nets or a Knicks? Which one? Uh oh. I'm a Nets fan, Keyshawn, but I gotta say, as a New Yorker, it's good for it's good for the town when the Knicks are playing well. And it's been a long time since obviously the Knicks have been playing well. Uh, I felt like it's been tremendous for my mental health and emotional well-being not being a Knicks fan <laughs> over the last number of years. So, uh, you know, like I think a lot of Knicks fans can relate to that. So I've moved on to the Nets. Uh, you know, they're, they're different places as a team. The Nets are championship or bust. They're either going to win the title or, frankly, this season's not going to be considered a success. Whereas you have to say, objectively, the Knicks season has already been a success because no one expected them to be here uh, and it looks like they're going to make the playoffs. But if the Nets play the Knicks in the playoffs, I'll be rooting for the Nets, and I have a feeling the Nets would win that matchup. <laughs> so it sounds like to me, whichever team goes to the championship, you win regardless is what you're trying to sell us. Well, I'm saying as a New Yorker, like, of course, if the Knicks were somehow um, to win the title, I mean, you know, like you, you'd be thrilled because it'd be great for New York. There'd be so many happy, joyous New Yorkers. And I remember vividly, I attended the Garden during Larry Johnson's four-point play. I remember the title runs in 94 and 99. I mean, those were some of the best times in New York. The city was jumping. There, I mean, you know, we didn't get a parade, but there was like a near parade every night <laughs> when the Knicks were winning those playoff games. So it's just good for the town. Hopefully it's going to be great for the town when the Nets go to the finals this year, which, frankly, I think most of us expect. Uh, you know, like when you look at the next box, box scores, it's just how many of the big three played tonight. And then if two of them play, you probably win. I mean, we've talked about this before, though, many a times, right? Like even though the Nets have all the star power, when the Knicks are good, it just it gives a different vibe or feel in the city. Andrew, you recently attended a soccer game at Yankee Stadium how did it feel to be back in the stands with, with fans, man? It felt great. And I got to say, if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, I haven't been to a game in a while, you should get some tickets uh, because the games are back, you know, perfectly safe. If you've ever dreamt about being in a stadium and having a row mostly to yourself, this is your chance. <laughs> because I think the arenas are like, you know, 10, 20 percent capacity still. So it's a great experience. I had a blast 
at the game uh, this weekend. Uh, and sports are back. You know, let's go out and, and root for your team. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Andrew Yang joining us right now, New York City mayor candidate. Um, I, I, and, and I guess uh, mostly now a Nets fan. or All in on the Nets is, is how you're putting it. A question, though, as you talked about, the, the Nets are a team that a lot of people think could, could win the championship. They are built to win a championship, and you mentioned parade. And in these times... I mean, isn't LeBron still waiting for his parade right in L.A.? Right, they haven't done any of that stuff yet. It's yeah, hard we'll to do that. Right. We'll figure if, it out. If you think, well, the timetable would be the finals in late July. Would there be a parade for the Nets if they win a championship this year, or is that something that you think would have to be held off? It's a great question, Alan. I mean, parades are outdoors. Most people will be vaccinated by then. Right now, New York City, every site is walk-in. So if you're listening to this and you've been considering getting vaccinated – get vaccinated. <laughs> like I got vaccinated. I got, uh, you know, J and J and um, feeling great. Um, so I think by this summer, I think this is going to be the summer of uh, love in New York City, because I think there's a lot of pent up energy. But uh, I, I think that we're going to be in position to celebrate outdoors. Certainly people are going to be just frankly hanging out in the park every day during the summer. And because parades are outdoors and most of us will be vaccinated, I think there's a really good chance it would take place. So eventually, as the start of football season gets ready to go, the Giants and the Jets, we'll see somewhat full stadiums is what you're saying potentially. I think there's a good shot at it, Keyshawn, particularly because if you look at a stadium environment, when I went to the Yankee Stadium, everyone produced a vaccination card. Uh, and so if you were to have full capacity in or not, if not full, maybe closer to it, in an outdoor football stadium where everyone has been vaccinated and demonstrates it on the way in. Um, I, you know, I, I think you could have a lot of fans back in the stands um, by this fall. Andrew, um, I just have one last question. That is when you're, when you're trying to win, in, you know, any race and obviously for mayor, it's very important. Any concern because I've seen backlash from Nick fans and it's obviously a larger percentage are Nick fans. Any concern at all about, you know, these are voters and I could be losing them based on that. I mean, even a little First, bit. Let me say, Alan, I've been a fan of your coverage since Newsday. Uh, you know, you're, you're a, like you're someone that fans turn to to figure out what's going on. I think New Yorkers can sense when you're than anything else. <laughs> so, you know, like uh, I, I grew up a Knicks fan, but, you know, they, it became it became an abusive relationship. Uh, and then I moved on and became a Nets fan. Um, and I think a lot of Knicks fans can relate to some version of that, you know, like, and I'm someone who does not mind at all rooting for a bad team. Like I, I rooted through the Mike Sweetney, Frank Williams, Eddie Curry, Jerome James, like you name it. I was there. Um, but eventually it just got to a point where I was like, man, this team's like culture uh, and ownership and management style is just not right, but for that's, me. But that's changed, uh, and, like, because it's changed, like, like that, not even a little part of that with Leon Rose and, and Wes and, and Tibbs, that doesn't make you think to yourself, well, it's really changed now. Look at Julius Randle. Look at the way they're talking about well, finally, each other. Finally, it has other. changed. Yes, it has Chemistry. changed. Chemistry. Finally, it's oh, and, been right. like, and it's and not I making you say, it's not Rose. making you long to I come like back. I Well, you know, so let's imagine, like, the typical Knicks fan probably didn't full on break up like I did. They've just been sad. And I'm sorry, Knicks fans, like, I, I, you know, it, it's been a tough time. And I think for those fans, this is a time of real joy and uh, a reinvigoration of hope and optimism because Leon Rose seems to have his act together, seems like a very competent manager. Tom Thibodeau, holy cow, that dude should be coach of the year. Yep. Julius Randle, one of the great success stories in the NBA, who none of us saw coming, frankly. <laughs> you know? right. so, so you look at it like, 
you got to be happy for them. Like, I, I am happy for them. I'm not a hater. I think people know. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, but for me, um, you know, like, I, I do feel like uh, I had such an attachment to Jeremy Lin, and you could probably see why. I mean, I'm like an Asian guy who likes to ball, and like, you have like your guy light the league on fire, mm -hmm. and then we dump him for money well, like this is the team he, that he wasn't given dumped. again jerome james 30 million and we couldn't pay jeremy lynn like at that point I but was he like, wasn't oh, dumped man. though like, he, he wasn't get him andrew let him know where he, your heart is at he, dog he wasn't dumped though he took a contract with a poison pill in it with houston that the next could have matched there. like seven days out and that would have blown up their cap that would have blown up there you guys are already blown up alan up there blown up alan you know what though i will say this kept jeremy lynn jay lynn did did actually he's back now in the fold and and he's loved as as always in the garden i actually did a over the during the pandemic we did a great sit down together and we did a whole feature on him so he certainly came back into the fold and all is forgiven and yeah, you know, like I said, Andrew, I, I'm not one of these people that says, well, you can't come back. You, you know, the bandwagon, all these fans that are coming back. I see this happen all the time on social media. I'm not one of them. So whenever you want to come home, the door stays open. <laughs> Alan, that is the right spirit and the right attitude. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, like I, I appreciate it. Um, you know, um, and I, I'm happy for New York. I mean, I, as a, a, good, a long summer Knicks fan, I'm happy for everyone who's having a great season. And – you know, may the Nets and, and Knicks uh, go far in the playoffs, and if they meet, like, I'll be rooting for the Nets, and I have a feeling the Nets would come out on top. <laughs> I mean, it is incredible, though, hearing the Garden the other day and hearing MVP chants for Julius Randle. Uh, That's whole, an amazing yeah. feeling. You, like, you haven't heard that in the Garden for so it's long. It's been fun. And, and Andrew, and we got to run, but thank you so much for the time. Uh, we do appreciate it. Enjoy, obviously, the rest of the Thanks, season. Thanks, guys. Let's go to New York and go hit a game, everyone. It's a blast. Go support your favorite team. Awesome. All right, thanks so much, Andrew Yang, on the – Goodyear hotline. The, the, the one, the one thing though, at least I can say. Man, what type of mayor y'all got out that here? We can, <laughs> running well, mayor, running yeah, mayor. running well, for mayor. Well, the current mayor is a Red Sox. No, I said yeah, exactly. Like, running, that, that's like what the I'll tell you what, I'll take running, a Nets fan running. over a Red Sox fan. Yeah, any day, but come on. Right? Then y'all got a mayor who's a Red Sox fan. Then y'all got a mayor who's running a candidate who's running to become the mayor that can't pick and choose. So he just says it's good for New York. Like you're but a Nick, if you're a Nick fan. I would think you would stay a Nick fan. If you're a Nets fan, you stay a Nets fan. You don't keep hopping over bridges. Yeah, that that's a, it's that's the one that's the bad look. Cuz I'll tell you, he's a really smart guy. He's very likable. I like him, but that's the one thing that gets you like I don't know. Yeah, it's man. not you're happening. Gonna, you're uh, jump so what, you can't, Laker, you can't Laker. acknowledge when a team does well in your no, city you that can. you're running for. No, you can't. Yeah. You I can mean, certainly was, acknowledge it. Yeah. But you are a lifelong Nick fan as a kid growing up then all of a sudden the Nets get good. And now you go, hey, I'm going to go. It's like Don King in the ring. Don King used to be in the ring. Somebody loses. <laughs> you come over there and hang out with him. Roger. You're like, well, wait a minute. I thought he was promoting that guy. It's like, well, I'm over here with him now. I'm promoting the guy who's I winning. What, I, I always say this to fans. Like, like that new edition song, Can You Stand the Rain, yeah. right? Sunny days, everybody loves them. Yeah. Right? But as a fan, that's the hardest part. Because when you do have the sunny the days, you went through the rain, so it feels better. I didn't jump over the Lob City. <clears throat> I didn't jump over the Lob City when we were yeah. struggling. Well, you, you could have. Okay, so Never. That's, that's that conversation. Colors we thank Andrew for that. All right, from the top recruit to number one pick, how Trevor Lawrence has handled it all, that's next. Keyshawn, J. Will Zubin, ESPN Radio, and Sirius XM, Channel 80. This Sports Illustrated cover story on Trevor Lawrence, it's out. The one quote that they promoted, I don't have this chip on my shoulder. I can't manufacture that. If Justin Fields had said this kind of thing, what do you think we'd be talking about here this morning? This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin.
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All the questions, all the shouting, I'm part of it. Heading into the NFL draft, KJZ, ESPN Radio, Alan Hahn in for Zubin. And we are joined by Jeff Scott right now on the Goodyear Hotline, South Florida head coach and former Clemson offensive coordinator, so clearly on the topic of Trevor Lawrence. He's well-versed. So, Scott, first, uh, Jeff, I should say, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Great to be with you. So, can I ask you, what impressed you about how Trevor Lawrence came in as a freshman and handled all that pressure and ability uh, to just step right in and win. And what does that tell you about what he can do as a rookie in the NFL? Well, you know, number one, Trevor's just an incredible young man. I know you've heard that a lot, but he really is. I mean, just high character, high integrity. Uh, He's going to represent his team and community very, very well uh, for many years. And then number two, just what you said, he's a winner. I mean, he, he started four years at high school, three years at Clemson. I think he went 86-4 and four in his last seven years playing football. He's thrown for exactly 24,000 yards uh, since his ninth grade year in high school. So, I mean, this, this guy is, is a winner. That's all he's done. And, uh, obviously, his freshman year at Clemson, you know, leading us to a national championship, being the MVP. I mean, that, that's really all he knows. I mean, I, I think we knew as a ninth grader whenever he first uh, came on our campus at Clemson. I mean, this guy walked in. He was about six foot five back then, big hands and, big feet and we're like man this guy is going to be the first pick in the draft one day I mean that's literally the first thing that came to your mind when you met him as a, as a ninth grader but um, you know he has great toughness uh, probably one of my favorite uh, memories uh, of Trevor was uh, not the national championship year it was it was uh, it was not the game it was actually the game before that uh, in the uh, CFP semifinal we're playing Notre Dame in the Cotton Bowl and uh, man they were a physical defense and I remember at one point in the game, he took this shot. We ran a zone read, and uh, he took a shot, and it was like, wow. You know, uh, you know, he was down for about a half a, <laughs> a half a second. He jumped back up, and we're like, all right, is he going to need to come out of the game? 
and uh, he stayed in the game. Very next play, he has to stand in the pocket. He's got a, a free uh, linebacker coming right at him. He delivers like this 42-yard perfect touchdown pass, gets hit again, jumps right back up, and is down there in the end zone. We're like, man, this is not your typical freshman, right? And we, we've had some really good quarterbacks there at Clemson, but uh, you know, th- this is really not a surprise for anybody that's been around Trevor uh, over the last seven years. This is really, uh, really right on script of, of what we all thought would happen. Jeff, how you doing? What's up, Key? I got I got to call secretaries and everything else nowadays to get a hold of you because you, <laughs> you don't even return my calls. Uh, I got I got a new number, Key. That was about, uh, five years ago. You <laughs> no, I, I know. I, I, what happened was no. I figured yeah. I figured you probably got a new number. <laughs> I understand. I get it. Let me ask you this though, uh, Coach. Long time, obviously. Uh, talking to you, when you were recruiting Trevor Lawrence in Justin Fields, what went into the decision? Was it whoever accepted the scholarship first, or were you solely locked in on Trevor Lawrence, and if Justin Fields came along, then so be it? Yeah, you know, honestly, we got a, got on Trevor early. Uh, you know, really in his freshman year, it was actually – between Trevor and a, another young man uh, down in Jacksonville, Florida. And, uh, and and Justin didn't come on the scene on our radar really until the next year. Mm-hmm. And so we were, you know, we already had a year invested into Trevor and uh, we're feel, feeling like uh, we were making, you know, really good progress. And so uh, Justin did come and throw at our camp and did very well. But, uh, you know, really the, the recruiting timeline was just a little bit further behind of where we were with Trevor and, you know, I think for us, you know, <laughs> it wasn't any reason to go past Trevor once we had really developed a relationship and got to know him and saw his performance. But, yeah, there's no doubt uh, when Justin Fields came to our camp and threw, we were like, all right, yeah, that's another one right there. He's going to be pretty special as well. So it's uh, pretty awesome to, to watch both these young men uh, excel the way they have uh, the last few years. How will Trevor's experience at Clemson you know, carry over into the NFL with a first-time head coach and Urban Meyer and a new system unlike the one that he ran at Clemson over the last three years? Yeah, you know, and obviously I, I heard the uh, intro there and the story that Sports Illustrated made a lot of news uh, in the last two weeks. But, you know, where that's coming from, and you've been around Coach Sweeney Key. You, you, you came over there and were around us. And, uh, you know, Coach Sweeney's message to our players at Clemson uh, has always been, Hey, don't let football define you. You know, and he said it in a team meeting. I've been there before. Trevor, you're much more than a football player. You're not just this, you know, Greek God that only has value as a football player. You need to be content in who you are as a person, as a young man who just happens to be a great football player. And I really think that's kind of what, what Trevor was trying to communicate uh, in that interview and in that article. And obviously that kind of, uh, you know, stood out as, as, as the quote they wanted to use there to, to, to create a little bit of uh, news, which I understand. But I, I think ultimately, uh, you know, Trevor, first of all, Trevor came from a very successful program out of high school, Cartersville High School. Joey King, his head coach, was an incredible coach and had a great culture there and, and really uh, developed him and, and had lunch with him every day in the fall. You know, they'd sit there and talk ball. And then, and then he comes to Clemson and, you know, obviously I'm, I'm uh, partial because uh, I spent a lot of time there. But, you know, Coach Sweeney uh, just does an excellent job of Clemson. I think the, the proof is in the pudding, if you will, with the guys that have gone on to the league and have had a lot of success. Uh, but he really 
has been grooming Trevor for this opportunity, more than just the football piece and the X's and O's, but just being able to, to handle uh, the criticism that's coming. I mean, I, I've heard Coach Sweeney get on Trevor, uh, you know, in a way that maybe most head coaches don't talk to their quarterbacks usually. But because of the trust and because of the relationship, you know, and, and because that's just how Coach Sweeney is, he doesn't have a, a filter behind the scenes. He's going to be honest uh, with the players. And I think, you know, so, so Trevor does have some, some – thick skin uh being around clemson I, what you see on coach sweeney publicly is yeah. is not always what what uh you see behind the scenes he really challenges his, his guys and and holds them accountable and, and demands their best yeah. Yeah. and so that that's the the program that that trevor's leaving and and i think that uh i think he'll do big things uh, with coach meyer there in jacksonville jeff I, I i've been hearing incredible stuff about trevor lawrence i mean from the beginning uh you know how how superstar he is, transcendent quarterback. What does he need to work on? If there was something that you said, hey, going into this season or going into years, like what will be the key to Trevor Lawrence becoming or reaching his potential at the NFL level? Well, I, I think it's a little bit of what Key just said a minute ago, right? It, it's going to be a different scheme for him. I mean, the, the the scheme that we ran at Clemson was very similar to what he ran at Cartersville High School. So he's kind of been in one mode uh, and one offensive scheme for the last seven years, really his playing career. And this is going to be different for him, right? And, and things are going to be happening a little bit faster. I can remember whenever he got to, to Clemson and that first spring, you know, he had a big time arm, but, you know, he had to kind of figure out that secondary is a little bit faster than where you just came in high school. And, and sometimes guys that have arms like his, you know, they don't see a throw that they don't think they, can, they can't they can make, right? Every opening, they think they can put it there, and they have to learn to, to uh, you know, not force things. And uh, and I think that's probably, for Trevor, that's going to be, you know, he's got the arm talent. Uh, he does have the uh, very high football IQ. Uh, but I, I think it's going to be, you know, that transition, right? I mean, it, it's a very tough t- transition for anybody, a quarterback going from college to the NFL. Uh, but I, I think being able to, uh, see the different styles of defenses he's going to see, and then really learning a, a new system is probably going to be the biggest challenge for him. Um, but knowing the work ethic that I've seen from him uh, through his, his his time at Clemson, uh, I have no doubt that he's going to dominate that. Coach, we appreciate your time and your insight on this. Have a have a good day. All right, appreciate All right, it. Jeff, Key, I'm going to send Jeff. you my number. No, I All got right. it. Evan, got Evan it. gave it to me. My producer gave it to me. All right, there you go. All right, Jeff Scott, All right. head coach, South Florida. And also Clemson offensive coordinator had some time with Trevor Lawrence. He was on the Goodyear hotline. All right, coming up, real or not real and a no-hitter? That's not a no-hitter. All that coming up next, KJZ, ESPN Radio, ESPN News. Coming up tomorrow on KJZ, KJZ. Devontae Smith, Heisman Trophy winner and projected first-round draft pick. Devontae Smith with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Tomorrow morning at 19 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? 
You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. used to score, man. I was a scorer. You see, Alan, I feel like you're very active, like a big showing on ball screens. Like you really hedge the ball screen. Like that's your player personality. I had to become that like. eventually. The higher up you go, the more you realize that I ain't about this life, so I should try to just be useful. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> I want to be good for business in some way or another. Hey. The guy that jumps out of the screen, ha! So, yeah, like, whoa. Like a, great, great effort. Great effort, Alan. Like, like one level, right. That's when you realize that, too, when you're like, oh, I got to start getting some floor burns what or I'm you? not going to play. <laughs> the guy's like, hey, guys. Keys guy, I was like, hey, guys, I'm open. Like, you're open for a reason now. We love you. You're, You're so mean. That, that is, was no, no. a mean one right there. It, it's accurate. That was it, a it mean one, though. It is accurate. <laughs> Look, there were, there was, at every level, there's certain levels where you like you feel like a scorer, then you go to the next level, and you're like, yeah, that's not I'm me not a scorer, yeah. I'm not, not a scorer anymore. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, Alan Hahn, the non-scorer, in for Zubin. His we are presented are by ready. Progressive Insurance. <laughs> strong legs. Look, you know what I'm His hands are always ready. He's always ready. strong right leg. Make sure you fire that quad, because when you punch – Alan sitting there going. <laughs> Not even. See, that would mean I would have to be somewhere waiting for a pass instead of running around sitting screens like that guy at the Y every morning, you know? Like, I'm that dude. He's getting a good sweat. Hey. Getting a good sweat. It was good cardio, and yeah. I didn't have to pay for college. So yeah, it'd be nice to pay millions of dollars to get a good sweat. How'd That's that not work a bad out for me? That is not bad at all. All right, so you guys ready to play? We'll play a game here. I'm going to step aside and let Evan take over. A little real or not real? Big game or small game? Because Key likes the big game. It's only big. Well, only it's big. me, so it's a small game. Oh, oh. yeah. Well, seven inning, small no game. hitter, guys. <laughs> real or not real? Seven inning, no hitter. Real or not real? It's real. It's real. a no hitter. It's a no real. hitter. If he had two innings and it was over, it's a, it's a no hitter, man. Stop. Baseball sucks. I can't, this old guard in baseball needs to stop. Like, it's, it's a no-hitter. Just let it be. Can we have some fun, please, in this sport? I'm going to just say this. Is it an official game in the books? Yes. 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 Then it's a no-hitter. no-hitter. End of story. End of conversation. And if it's a rule, which I told you about, then rewrite the damn rule because now we have seven-inning doubleheaders. Boom. Next small question, Evan. The Dodgers-Padres rivalry. Real or not real? Not real. real. Not real. How you going? I mean, it's not real. Okay, they went 3-1. That's just arrogance. We went 2-3. It sounds like I mean, arrogance. we went 2-1. They went 3-1. All this we stuff. No, it's not. It's He's not pretty much we. on the team. They're chasing us. They're chasing us. Where did you bat in the order? Where did you bat, Where'd you bat in the order? six. <laughs> yeah, he, Dave moved me down. So Dave. I was six. Before I was in cleanup. Now he moved me six. Dave Roberts moved you down? Yeah. yeah they you put know. you in for the guy who was actually hitting the ball, and then you ended up getting Pinch out, runner. and that's why Pinch they lost. Yeah, what would your baseball number be, Key? <clears throat> Ooh. What would my number be? Probably three. Why are you, why are you asking the same question no, I'm I just thinking, asked I'm you? Thinking, to, to, to oh, buy wow. time? That's what, to buy time? That's what they did. It's a stall <laughs> tactic? <laughs> to buy time. Sort of like no, what we're doing three. right now. I would be three. I would be three. 
They would get mad at me. I it's even real feel- because you could tell there's animosity. You could tell one is the little brother that's poking the bear, which is what you want, and it's the Dodgers who feel like this is our, you know, we it's own this not, division, uh, and Alan, the Padres are saying Alan, not so not, much. It's so not that's real. real. It's not real. All right, we'll see. They're, they're, we've lost games to teams just like this, and in the end, we get the trophy. I haven't seen the same kind of fireworks after losing those games, though. That's all I'm saying. This feels like there's some animosity, and that creates a rivalry. Get the Yankees and the Mets to start playing better and leave me alone. Mm, Guys, wow. that Dodgers-Padres uh, comeback last night, that's the overnight delivery brought to you by USPS. Business is changing, and USPS is changing with it. Find out how at usps.com slash newroots, the United States Postal Service, priority you. Steph read. Curry will make 100 threes this month, real or not real. He's at 85 He's and there's two games left. I mean, that's doable. That's doable for him. Yeah, I, I'm going to call it. Man, boy, he gets been eight hotter each than game, done. He's been hot. You see what he was doing the other night that's against real. Sacramento? Yeah, but he – I mean, he, I mean, he's been doing it. But it, it's – you have to guard him once he steps over half court. You have to designate somebody just to stay see, in his pocket. See, Jay, I was That's talking. a chuck. I don't care. That's a chuck. His feet were Oh, yeah, he set. chucks it. He don't care. See, I, was talking, I was talking yesterday uh, to some old heads out at the Gaucho site uh-huh. at the basketball, and we were talking about Steph in the shooting because, you know, obviously the little kids, they cross half court. Mm-hmm. Everybody trying to do mm-hmm. Steph now. They yeah. throw it from half Coaches court. Coaches will tell you it's, it's good for him but bad for the game, right? Not – well, we were having that conversation, and I was saying to myself, as I've always said, Chris Mully – uh, Reggie Miller, Mitch Richmond, some of these guys, have they done this stuff in their era? Would they still would they be able to hit these shots like Steph? Because it took Steph a long time to master this, you right? You don't think Larry Bird could have done that I, if I that was acceptable? I, I, threw Larry, I could throw Larry Bird in I, I just said Mitch. Do you you to me, Larry, yeah, yeah. Do you think Larry could have done it at this range and at this high of a he, clip? Because of 6'9", because of his size and no, strength? No, I'm talking about, I mean, pulling from half. Yeah, off, yeah. Because, because dancing with – I don't. you I, played hoops, though, Jay. All my thing is – that's not something that they didn't even think of doing. Think of doing. Yeah. They didn't practice. But that, yeah. that's what, this dude is a legendary one of a kind. Like he's he's coming off a ball screen from half court. Mm-hmm. Key, you're chasing yeah, him I'm off chasing the bump. You're on his neck. It's too late. And he's pulling up, leaning forward. He's changing geometry. That's true. Of the game, like that's I don't his know if creativity I see doing and his that. confidence was but, allowing him to do it. See, I just don't think it was part of the game then. And guys stayed more in the lines back then. That, that, Slim, that's really awesome. Slim Jim is like oh, I would call Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant got some crazy range, yeah. man. And he's seven feet tall. Oh, I hear you. So on that. my whole thing is these other dudes that I'm talking about, them dudes is tall. They're not small like Steph. But if they actually did it in their heyday, could they be as efficient? We can't put Reggie Miller Steph? on that list though, because Reggie mm-hmm. wasn't dancing with the ball like that. Every time I got, and I love Reggie. Reggie's one of the most prolific the shooters. I'm yeah. like, all right, Reggie, put the ball on yeah. the ground. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, Ray, even Ray, Ray, for instance. Ray, uh, even for Ray. Uh, college Ray was a nasty yeah, was one now. Good. Ray could put the ball on the ground. He and can dunk on you, too. Even Ray could, you know, Ray going to pull from half court and bottom of the net. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, but Steph is a wizard with the ball. He's, he's top, of he's top he two wizard. handles Man, it don't even look in real. the league. It looks fake. Him and Kyrie, guys, top two handles. You guys are just filibustering to not get to the last one, aren't you? What was the last one? Concern for the Lakers, real or not real? Real. Concern for the Con- Lakers. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. That now I'm, you are? Yeah, I am. I'm really starting to worry because I thought AD would be able to put us on his back for Mm-mm. a couple games. Mm-mm. So we'll carry that over. Mm-mm. Oh, my. KJZ mock draft next with Mel Kuyper Jr. Yeah, he is.